Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Dr. Fern Caslow. Dr. Doc, do I call you Dr. K or Dr. Fern? Dr. K. Dr. K. Well, Dr. <laughs> K, you're found on the web at drcaslow.com, clinical psychologist. You are a uh you you've studied peak performance secrets of the top one percent. And so I'm excited to learn what some of what you know. You've been doing this for quite some time. You've helped a lot of great people. Excited to share. Um, it's a subject that I have lived, struggled with as many entrepreneurs and really been able to make a difference in a lot of lives, both with the people I've worked with and then really gratifying the people that they've worked with as well. So yeah. really excited. Being a clinical psychotherapist, I can bring a different lens than you see because I've got that rare combination of love business and love psychology. And yeah. it really comes out in peak performance. So Fun. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is a really big question, uh, but so what do the 1% do? What do the 1% do and what do the 1% know that, that you would say that, uh, you know, maybe the average uh, person that's maybe earlier stage in business, they, they haven't quite got, and if we were to generalize, they, they haven't quite got yet. Okay, so there's a couple of things uh, that I found in, you know, I've worked with high performance over 100,000 hours, mm -hmm. uh, which we think about 10,000 to mastery. So think about 10 times that. I've worked with a lot of high performers. And it's really interesting because there are things that get them to the top, which I'll share, and then things that get them stuck. And it's really important because if you can know those earlier on, you can really you know, you're going to hit up against them, but you can do something really different with them. And if you don't know it earlier and you know it later, you can still use them to make a difference. It took me a while to really figure out what it was that was key. So some of the things that they know is they deal with obstacles differently than other people. So obstacles are embraced always. It excites them. It gives them that, you know, that dopamine rush. It's like, well, here's another obstacle to overcome. Um, they look at gaps and instead of the gap bringing them down, the gap may do that sometimes for a moment, but mostly it's a propeller. They use it as fuel. And one of the key turning points, I'm interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs for a book that I'm writing on high achiever entrepreneurs. And one of the things that's interesting is that the ones that are really in that top 1%, they reach a place where what other people says, say doesn't matter. Mm. And they can really talk about that difference. And in fact, I joke about it because it's the one question that almost everybody curses when I ask them about, which is kind of funny. When I say, where's the gap between how you see yourself and others see you, they get very adamant about how that doesn't matter. And it's not always like that. And I think, you know, that, you know, working with so many entrepreneurs in the beginning, there's so much emphasis on what other people think and what they say about us. And that makes sense from where we've come from. So that's two of the, there's a lot of differences, but those are two of the big ones that gets them where they want to be, gets them to the top, but it's also a landmine. Can I share the landmine? Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> okay. So here's the landmine is they're really great at getting, getting to the top and taping, taking obstacles, taking trauma, taking rough stuff. And what they do with it is they push it down 
They compartmentalize it. They use it as rocket fuel. We actually wear it. And I'm going to say we, okay, because I have fallen into this and you may be able to identify with it as well as like a badge of honor, like all the stuff we've gotten through. But what they haven't learned to do is to integrate it and release the trauma that's actually stuck in them. Because all of the entrepreneurs I've worked with and pretty much everybody in life, we have traumas, some big ones, some little ones, but they live in us. And for high achieving entrepreneurs, they're usually part of their story, part of what moves them, part of what gets them to work the way they do. But they haven't learned how to keep the mission, but let go of the trauma that's locked in their body, that's locked in their way of thinking, that gets them in. People talk about beliefs. I actually talk about trances because beliefs are pretty changeable. They're conscious, they're unconscious, but they're, they're much more movable and malleable. What we're stuck in in the most significant ways are the trances. And the reason for that is that's how we see the world. And everything that fits our filter, we kind of like, you know, I always say, first we make it up, then we believe it, then we create the world to prove that it's true. Mm. And so that's huge. So being able to get out of that pattern and really develop our true power and the ability to see without coming from some of those trauma filters and things like that, and our own resistance are huge. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if someone recognizes and they say, you know what? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm afraid of, you know, disappointing somebody or, you know, I'm afraid of someone saying, ah, yeah, you're, you're kind of an imposter, right? <laughs> Which is so common. Uh, like my wife is a licensed marriage and family therapist. I mean, she's exceptionally talented at what she does and she deals with that. You know, I've made you know, close to $10 million, mm-hmm. you know, in my, in my business career, but yet I still struggle with that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's crippling, thank goodness, but it still bugs me from time to time. And uh, it probably at some level keeps me from certain activity because of that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what it, what it does, is it keeps us from getting our most successful. And it also keeps us from being our most successful in a way that, that really helps our relationships thrive, our health thrive, our happiness, our joy, our well-being. So it often stops us at a certain point, which is tricky because we're really successful. And yet we kind of know it's there, right? I call it the resistance paradox. We kind of know it's there, but breaking through it is really difficult. And so it's fun that your wife does that. When I go into businesses, I work with them and I talk about doing family therapy for business because we bring ourselves and we bring our whole constellation. So just a a thought about how to work with it. Just a, a beginning is to know that we're getting triggered by old stuff. We're getting triggered by old stuff. And so it's not necessarily about what's happening right now. Sometimes it is. And I want people to be able to see that because there's important information, but most often it's old stuff. So the goal is really, I call it our our hidden power drivers. It's like how our nervous system reacts, how we deal with traumas, large and small, how we embrace change or don't, and connection, right? Because any problem, no matter what it is, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's not getting past a certain, whether it's 1 million, 10 million, 20 million in our business, or whether it's a health issue, there's always a disconnect underneath it. So the more people can know one, yeah, this is kind of what happens. Okay. It's just, it is, and it is changeable, not in 15 seconds, although I've got a tool that helps people change it in five seconds, but not in the deepest way, something that you can use on the spot to shift it. Um, But to know that there's still old stuff. And so when you get those feelings, it's like, ah, more to clear out, 
more to clear mm-hmm. out. So instead of it being like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I've made all this money. And still, I always say, wow, look at that. Isn't that incredible <laughs> that I can make that kind of money? And there's still more to deal with, which means there's more growth, more ability to make a difference in the world, more difference to change and help people and have more freedom because entrepreneurs, high achievers, what do they want? They want freedom and they want connection. Mm-hmm. And they really haven't learned the most effective ways, not because they didn't want to and not because people didn't want to help them, but because most people don't go that deep in their own training. You know, when people ask me, how did I get where I got or where I am? Cause I keep going and growing. It's focused on three things. It's focused on growing me, growing my, my gifts and my skills and growing my business. It's not a one-up. It's not one, you know, some people say, oh, just work on yourself. No, it's all of them. And the more we work on all three, it's like you got that balance triangle. Yeah. Balance and, tripod. It, and it's not that the the 1%, right, are just innately, like, they were just born, you know, ready to be the 1%. I mean, yes, I mean, certainly there's some, you know, cultural and sociological background stuff that can certainly help, you know, in terms of advantages. However, when we think of performance, um, it, I think what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, this is, this is something that people really have either worked at or they are, they really take that work very seriously. Yeah, exactly. And just what you said, there are, let's, let's face it, there are advantages, right? Um, we are born with a certain nervous system. We're born into certain families. We're born into certain communities, but we can look at people, look at identical twins, right? We can look at, you know, people and say, well, they had even identical twins don't have the exact same environment. Um, but we can look at a lot of similarities and say one person is different than another. So it, some of it is, you know, is the luck of the draw, if you want to put it that way, or what we've come here to do. And other things are really to take that and to say, okay, there, you know, there's a lot here that I can create. And some of it, you know, it's like I think about my own journey, for example. I've had a lot of challenges. You know, people look at me and they say, oh, you know, easy. no, I had serious health challenges from a drug that my mother took before I was born. I had an accident. I didn't walk for years, except a little tiny bit. I've had major challenges. I was bringing a product to the public that was kind of before its time. I had many of the issues and and way more. I would say big teachers, big lessons, or big lessons, big teachers, right? So it's really, you can be set up, but then it's going to do the things to help you be in that 1%. But I will say that often, and I bet you know it, there's certain people you look at them and you say, there is the material. Now, whether or not they'll develop into that 1%, that's another, you know, that is another story. But it's something that if you are committed and you're willing to do the work, and it's threefold, it's on who you are, your skills, and your business, then I always say, you know, what is the limit? And for me, my mission, both personally and professionally is about shattering what seems to be limitations, helping people create what seem to be impossible results and unleashing the peak potential, what, whatever that is for them. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. Does that answer that? Yeah, I think so. Is in, in that process, like if we want to do that work, how important is it for us to say, oh, I figured out what it was in my background or my childhood or my history, right? That that's, you know, that's causing this pattern do we do we have to discover that or do we just say kind of doesn't I love matter. that question because you know what some people have to and some don't uh. okay and that's one of the things that's really makes so many coaching programs not as effective as they can be the person the coach 
has found something that's worked for them. And they think because it's worked for them and they're well-meaning that it's going to work for all these other people. One of the things that I'm adamant about is that you have to look at the individual person. And so for some people, meaning really helps them. Understanding really helps them. For other people, it's like, no, I just want to get through this. And they may not need to, but they may need to unlock stuff they're holding in their body. So for some people, nutrition is huge. And the food they eat, like change of their diet, give them the right supplements and like their life is different. So you have to look at the particular person. And going backwards, for some people, you need to do it. For others, you don't. But you do have to address what I call our hidden power drivers. You do have to learn if you want to optimize your success and enjoying the journey. I mean, nobody has to do anything, right? But if you want to do those things, and that's learning to work with your own nervous system, because entrepreneurs have nervous systems that serve them and also help them to burn out. Okay. They have ways of dealing, as we said, with trauma that gets them to a certain point and gets them stuck. Resistance. It's like what makes us push through. But at a certain point, willpower only gets you so far. And it's more about learning how to cultivate willingness and really moving with that. Yeah. So I don't um, have a formula answer yeah. because it really is different for different people. Yeah. Um, so I, I like this and I, I want to give someone maybe a, a and it, it, we kind of talked about this already just a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I like how you said, like, let's say fear comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, fear of failure or um, fear, or it fear might of not success. Work. Yeah, yeah, fear of success. Actually, before let's talk about fear of success. Uh, very, very real. And what you would think, what? Why would the brain be afraid of success? Where okay. can that where does that come from? Well, it actually comes from that. I love the way you've asked that. People have asked me that a lot, but you just asked it in a little different way. Where does it come from? It comes from the fact that we are wired up for we're wired up for success, right? We're wired up, especially high achievers, right? We want to make a difference. We want to create, we want a big influence. We want our authority, all the things you teach. And we're also humans and we're wired for safety and we're wired for security. And even though entrepreneurs have a higher tolerance for risk than other people, they still have this tension between the two. I want to make a difference and I've got security. So being successful also can be dangerous. And there's so many different reasons. For example, it might have been not okay for you to be more successful than your father or your brother or your mother, or you might have a belief, deep belief, not like a surface one, but this deep feeling, almost what I talked about before, even a trance, right? Where if you get really successful, your health won't sustain it, or you won't have time for yourself or something. And you're probably not even aware of it, although you might when somebody says it, go, oh, yeah, right. I get that now. It makes so much sense. Mm. So the fear of success is actually more prevalent in high achievers than fear of failure. They're not wired up to fail. They're not going to fail. But yeah. when they get to a certain point, there's like a set point. And to go beyond that actually becomes fearful. And the other thing is that we can only achieve a certain level of success without becoming a person who can operate at that level. We've got to literally vibrate, have a certain frequency. And people say mindset, change your mindset. Well, you got to do the underlying work to change your mindset. Although yeah. I do have a tool that I'm going to direct people to that they can, can get for that. For sure. So that's really what we're talking about is fear of success is hugely common. It makes total sense because we're humans. 
And when we can literally like accept that, that's what's going on. And then learn how to say, okay, this is what's going on. Which do I want? And then take care of it. If there are fears, sometimes it really is a fear. Like that it will happen. It's real. But a lot of times I call it flawed. You know how they say fear is false evidence appearing real? Mm -hmm. I say flaw, false limitations appearing real. And one of the tricky things that happens is that high achievers are so good at resisting. They go get a coach, right? They get a really good coach and they present a problem. And it's a real problem, but it's not the core problem. And they get the coach to go down the rabbit hole with them. And they both get convinced this is a problem. And they might come up with a solution that works for a bit. Or they might just say, you know, this is unsolvable because they're not getting to the core. So when you get to that core, and it's not always by doing what you said, you don't always have to go through your family history, but you go to the core of what it is. You resolve that and bingo, you can break through all kinds of barriers. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking in my head, you know, I, growing up, I, I heard bad messages about, um, or un, unhelpful, I'll say unhelpful mm-hmm. messages about, you know, what do they need all that for? You know, that's, you know, oh, you know, that or that, you know, if someone's achieved a lot of financial success that somehow, you know, they did so it's selfish, right? To, and and to, to have all of that. So that comes up, I think, subconsciously, right? It's like, I logically, I hear that. It's like, how ridiculous is that? Okay, so can I logical. ask you, now, but can I ask you a personal question? Please, yeah. So that very thought that comes up, okay, because we yes. all got them, it, it comes up and you say, oh, that's kind of crazy, but did that also power you to create everything you've created? Has it been both your superpower and have the potential for being crypto? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. And 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 I I think of how though I I I probably worry too much about overcompensating to say no 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 I am an authentic you know like a, a nice person right and it's just like mm-hmm. I worry about that probably way too much mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know but and I recognize that that that's definitely a pattern. Mm-hmm. So can I give you an antidote for that? Please. Like on the spot? Yes. <laughs> okay. So your energy is amazing. Okay. When I watch you, when I listen to you, it's like, oh my God, you have so much enthusiasm, energy. I can't listen to you without <clears throat> wanting to jump up and down. <laughs> okay. Seriously. But I also, or and, I don't like the bot, and you're also very up here. I want to power you up even more. So when you're all up here, I want you to put your attention in your body so that you've got your enthusiasm and it's really grounded. Mm. And I want you to just feel that. And I want you to tell me the difference you feel like literally right now. So you can be up here with all that enthusiasm, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love to do is go to really big guys because I pretend I'm big, but I'm not big. And I like to take a finger and push them over. But now if you really go into your body and you have that enthusiasm, can you feel the difference? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. Right. I, <laughs> like I, I, like it, that, like, right. For, for, I, I, I feel what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like just even just kind of visually imagining myself mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, being a little bit more grounded. It, it feels safer. It is safer. It is stronger. And you can do it by just touching your body, touching your leg, like literally bringing your attention mm. down into your body. So you can visualize, but you could just feel it. Like put your hand on your thigh, put your hand on your solar plexus, just bring your attention down because the visualizing is up here still. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're really good at that. So 
you'll create greater and greater strength. And not only will you feel better, but your attraction field, you know how people talk about that in the world, your attraction field will actually get bigger. It will attract more people. And it's amazing now. Think about it more amazing because it'll actually radiate even further. A student of mine was just telling me about how I did that in a class and it blew everybody away years ago that they could really see. She said, you're not the biggest, but you were the biggest person in the room. And I taught them how to do that. Yeah, I love it. Dr. Fern Caslow, your website is drcaslow.com. That's K-A-Z. It's D-R-K-A-Z-L-O-W.com. When someone goes there, uh, what should they click on? Where do they go? What, 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 what's the next step for somebody? Well, I think one of the things would be to, there's a lot of material in my blog. There are videos that I've done. And if somebody's like, if this has intrigued you and felt that, well, I really want to grow. I'm all about that getting bigger and unleashing potential. I set aside a certain amount of time each week to talk to people who want to go big who really feel I am that 1%, either I'm that 1%, I want to get bigger, I want to have less stress doing it, or I'm on my way there. Let them reach out. There's a contact form. Send me a message. First of all, I'd love to hear any feedback that people have, questions they have about what we talked about today. And then, you know, let me know if this is something interesting to you. Let's set up a little bit of time to talk about it. Look at how you're growing and also look at your landmines. And if you're not growing as fast as you want, let's look at that. And then let's look at a way that you can do something about that if it, if and when it feels right to you. I love it. Dr. Fern Caslow, again, your website, drcaslow.com. Dr. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.